Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to The John Cordray Show, number 23. Today I'm talking about the psychology of a successful entrepreneur. This is The John Cordray Show, the infusion of mental health and healthy living. Welcome to the green zone of inspiration, encouragement, and enlightenment. Discover how you can feel better so you can start living better. And now, your host, your friendly neighborhood therapist, a national certified counselor, a leading voice of emotionally healthy living, and the mental health dude, John Cordray. Ah, the life of an entrepreneur, the sweet life of making lots of money without working very hard. Sit back and relax and take 10 vacations this year. Hmm, maybe, but maybe not. I'm John Cordray, and I am the host of The John Cordray Show. I am a licensed therapist and a national certified counselor, and I am talking today about the psychology of a successful entrepreneur. Are you an entrepreneur? Are you listening to this and you have an idea of maybe, perhaps, one day you're going to become an online business person or maybe a brick-and-mortar business owner? All right. That's awesome. You have come to the right place. So we're going to look at, just for a few moments today, we're going to look at the psychology. What makes up the mind of a successful entrepreneur? And what is the definition of a successful entrepreneur? Well, let's just start out with my definition. Everyone might have their own personal definition, but this is my definition of an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur, to me, is someone who is willing to take a risk in order to make money and possibly a living doing what he or she is passionate about. Is that you? Maybe you're just starting out or maybe you're just dreaming that one day you'll be able to start your own business. Or maybe you're a seasoned pro and you're living the life right now. Welcome. Awesome. Glad to have you with me today. So this show is not, or this episode is not really about how to become an entrepreneur, rather the mindset. What kind of mind do you need to have? What's your psyche that you need to have to become an entrepreneur? How are you going to keep going when it gets hard to not get a big head when things go well? That's the psychology. So if you're listening to this episode Uh, my guess is you're probably somewhere on the entrepreneur spectrum from just thinking about it. So that's on one side of the spectrum. You're just thinking about it. Maybe you might be dabbling in it, getting started. Maybe you, you have your own website and you're trying to think through how and where to go next. Or maybe you're the advanced pro and you're doing this full time. That's what I call the entrepreneurship spectrum, from, from just the thinking about it to the advanced pro who's making a living from it. And there's one thing that I have found that we all have in common from those who are just thinking about starting 
a business to those who are making a living and who are advanced pros. The one thing that we have that's common that binds us as entrepreneurs together, and that's our humanity. We are people with emotions. We have personalities. We have relationships. That one common thread that binds us together as entrepreneurs is what I want to talk about in this episode. And so today is episode 23 the psychology of a successful entrepreneur. So join me as we take this journey together. It's been a great ride so far in my life. I'm a husband and uh, my wife's name is Julie. We've been married for over 21 years. Uh, We married right out of college. I have two children. They're teenagers. I own a private practice. And I am just kind of beginning the online entrepreneurship. I'm energetic, I'm passionate, and I have a huge heart to help other people. And I love to laugh. And that is probably very similar to a lot of you. A lot of you are probably married. A lot of you probably have children. A lot of you are probably working full time somewhere. And maybe you're just thinking about uh, doing this on the side. And it could really feel alone sometimes when you're an entrepreneur because it takes a certain type of person. And that's what I want to talk about today. You might feel like a failure at times. You might feel like giving up and saying, what's the use? You might feel overwhelmed. Uh, You know, I don't always know how to balance personal life with my entrepreneur life. That's something I struggle with. And I think a lot of people struggle with that very thing, that balance between life and entrepreneur life. And one of the things I struggle with sometimes when I am starting to get into podcasting, when I'm starting to work on products to sell, I often think to myself, nobody really knows me. Why would they even care what I have to offer? I think things like people are are already doing what I'm doing, so who do think I'm going to succeed? And sometimes I just feel like giving up on my dream of being an entrepreneur. Sometimes I just think, you know, it's probably just easier just to live a normal life, nine to five, day in and day out. But then I catch myself and I think, no, I don't want to do that. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a successful entrepreneur. So do these thoughts resonate with you? Do they sound familiar? Do you think them yourself? The kind of the self-doubt of of becoming an entrepreneur, all the reasons why it's not going to work. Well, as a therapist, I can't help but think about entrepreneurship a a little bit differently. Like I said earlier, this is really not about a how-to, step one, step two, step three, and how to be a successful entrepreneur. Rather, this is uh, more about what kind of goes on in the mind of a successful entrepreneur. I want to know what makes one entrepreneur successful, but others not so much. I want to know how successful entrepreneurs keep going even when they fail. I want to know the psychology of a successful entrepreneur. And what is it, the mindset and the emotions of that successful entrepreneur? Every entrepreneur, successful or not, starts at the very beginning of that spectrum with just the thought, just thinking, oh, 
maybe I wonder could be this idea might be a business. It just starts with a thought. Every successful entrepreneur starts at the same place at the beginning. And when I think of past entrepreneurs who were very successful in our eyes today, but really didn't start out that way. And these are people who have been, uh, have started and, and some of them are not alive anymore. Uh, but I think of, of someone like Henry Ford, Henry Ford, as you know, invented the model T and he is the founder of the Ford motor company. And he became the richest and most well-known figure in the world, in the world. But yet he was devastated when his mother died and his father then expected Henry to take over the family farm. And Henry had to make a very emotional decision. Do I work and stay on my family farm or do I become an entrepreneur? It's at that very moment of when he decided what action to take, what path to take. That's what I'm interested in. The psychology what made him go forward with becoming an entrepreneur? That's what I want to know. Another one comes to mind is Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc was the, and is the founder of McDonald's. And probably almost everybody in the world has at least heard of McDonald's. My guess, most people has at least tried and tasted McDonald's, what they have to offer. So Ray Kroc was the founder of McDonald's and everyone told Ray, now this is before fast food even was a thing. So everyone told Ray that his idea for a fast food restaurant was a terrible idea. Why would anyone want a hamburger from a restaurant when they can make it themselves? So Ray had critics all around him telling him he shouldn't do it. Why would you even try? Don't even try. You're wasting your time. And yet we know the history of McDonald's. My guess is you probably had some McDonald's in the last two months. <laughs> if Ray wouldn't have gone forward and, and, and chose to not listen to his critics, we wouldn't have McDonald's today, or at least it wouldn't be how we know it today. The third person I think of, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, we know that he is the founder uh, and the developer, the the brainchild of Apple computers. But he failed many times, yet he kept going instead against the odds. He kept going. He failed and failed and failed, but he kept going. And so my question is, what made these men and many other entrepreneurs keep going? What helped them keep going? What helped them become successful? What was it that made them take that risk and not listen to their naysayers and move forward even after failing and failing and failing? They kept going and they didn't give up. That's what I want to know. I want to know what it was that they were thinking. And there's just something in the psychological makeup of an entrepreneur that helps you and I and, and, this, and, and, and everyone else remained faithful to their dream. More current entrepreneurs that I personally follow, and I think you should as well if you want to become a successful entrepreneur, because I think we need, you and I need people 
who have gone there and done that and who are successful. We need to kind of listen in and follow them. I think we need to surround ourselves with other like-minded, successful entrepreneurs, even if it's only by way of virtual communication. And so I have four main people that I follow. I call them my virtual mentors. Uh, I listen to them on their podcast. I read their articles. I just follow them. I follow them on social media because I want to learn from the best. Now, I'm going to name these these individuals, and I'm going to recommend that you follow them. But I also want to say they are not perfect. They have that same common thread that I just talked about earlier. They're human beings as well. They have relationships. They have emotions, ups and downs. So they're not perfect, so I'm not trying to lift them up on a pedestal. I am just trying to encourage you that you need people, virtual mentors, in your life to keep you going, to keep you grounded. Because let's face it, you and I, if you're an entrepreneur like I am, we think differently than other people. And so they don't get us. So we need to surround ourselves with people that get us and we get them. So who, who are these virtual mentors that I follow on a regular basis? Number one, and by the way, these are not in any particular order, uh, but they're just, uh, kind of a random order, but these are the four that I follow. Number one is Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt, and I would encourage you to go to michaelhyatt.com. He has podcasts. He has articles. He's just the man. Uh, He's been around the biz for a while. has a huge following. In fact, all these people that I'm going to mention have a huge following, and there's a reason for that. Uh, But I would encourage you to go to michaelhyatt.com and listen to what he has to say because it is very important and very encouraging. So I would definitely put Michael Hyatt on your list of virtual mentors. The second one, his name is John Lee Dumas. He has a, a podcast and a website called Entrepreneur on Fire. And it is an amazing podcast uh, show. He John interviews successful people in entrepreneurship every day. He has one podcast every single day that he interviews highly successful people. And even if that person is not really in your field, you can still learn from them. And so I would definitely encourage you to go to entrepreneur on fire or eofire.com and listen to what John has to say. Very successful, great guy. I've never met him personally. Uh, talked to him a little bit on social media but uh, I still believe he's a great guy just by listening to him. The third uh, virtual mentor uh, is Chris Ducker. Now, Chris Ducker is, uh, has a huge personality. He's a lot of fun. He's from, he's a, he's actually born and raised in London, but lives in the Philippines. (laughs) And uh, so he's very international global, if you will. Uh, but one of the things I love about Chris, uh, Chris is a very personal guy, and he wants you and I to succeed as entrepreneurs. And he has a kind of a new, um, a new, uh, I don't know what you call it, forum membership group called Youpreneur. And Youpreneur is all for uh, entrepreneurs, beginning beginner entrepreneurs as well as advanced. And you join and you'll become a part of a family, 
I joined a few, uh, I don't know, about a week ago, and it's been amazing already. The connections that I'm making, what I'm learning from other people, it is just phenomenal. So if you are just thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, I would highly recommend that you check out chrisducker.com. Check out Youpreneur and try it. It's a monthly fee, but you can quit any time. Uh, but I, I really encourage you to do that. Chris also has podcasts that you can listen to. Uh, so he's a great one to listen to. The last one, the fourth one, by no means, uh, I guess it's the last but not least, uh, is Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn uh, has a podcast and a website called The Smart Passive Income. Pat is very open and very honest. Uh, it's one of the things I really like about Pat. He's very transparent. And his story is he started his smart passive income. He started as an entrepreneur because he, he was laid off from work and he had to do something to take care of his family. And he t talks about that in on his website. And I really appreciate that. And someday... Someday, my goal is to meet all four of these guys, Michael Hyatt, John Lee Dumas, Chris Ducker, Pat Flynn. I really hope to meet them, and I want to say thank you and shake their hand personally because they have been such a huge encouragement to me. They've never met me, but they have encouraged me. And I want to recommend to you that you find some uh, either these guys that I just talked about or other uh, guys and gals that are doing it well, I want you to find them and let them be your virtual mentors. All of these guys did not start out to be famous or rich. They didn't start out that way. They were in many ways like you and I that were that are, that are beginning in our walk with the entrepreneurship. They didn't start out with a huge following. They didn't have all the answers. They didn't know what would happen down the line. And when they failed, they kept going. And when they thought of all the self-doubts, they kept going. And that is the psychology of an entrepreneur. And it really leads me to the, to the, the why I, I wanted to do this episode because I think a lot of people who listen to my show are also ones who are thinking about or maybe are already doing some type of business. And if you're doing any type of business on your own, you are an entrepreneur. And it's an ongoing quest of mine to learn what the mindset and the emotions that, that, that really encourage someone to become an entrepreneur. And I would love to interview and I would love to talk to some of these successful guys and just ask them, what is it in your mind? How did you keep going even when you failed? How did you keep going when you had no idea what was going to happen? I would love to know that personally from them. But for now, I have some observations that I think apply. And they're just observations, so I don't know these personally uh, of these men. But I think as a therapist, I can kind of look at this and I can look at, okay, here's a, uh, an entrepreneur who's successful and here's their kind of the psychology of why they do what they do and how they do what they do. So number one, these are my observations. I have seven of them. There are seven traits. Number one is tenacity. 
So you have to have a tenacity, which means a willingness to take risk. So you have to have a tenacity to become an entrepreneur. Again, it's in your mindset. You have to be willing to take a risk, and that risk could be financial, it could be time, it could be relationships, it could be your sleep, but you got to be willing to take a risk. Number two is perseverance. Persevere. Don't give up when the odds are against you. You have to persevere. You have to keep going. Because let me tell you, the odds will always be against you. We'll be back after a quick break. The year was 1846, and Sarah Graves was 21, a newlywed, and had dreams of moving to California. But an encounter with a group known as the Donner Party would change her life forever in a fight for survival that some would live to never speak of again. Here on The Land of Odd, we're a history podcast that covers the odd, macabre, and inspiring stories that you won't find in a textbook. At the time, two brothers were kidnapped by the circus to the connection between jazz and voodoo, or the double murder that inspired America's obsession with true crime. Listen to The Land of Odd, a history podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Because you're starting with something that, from scratch, something that doesn't exist and trying to make it exist. And you will always come up with the odds against you. Think of Ray Kroc and Henry, Henry Ford and these guys that come to mind of all the inventions that they have made and how we use it in our life today. It's pretty amazing. They had perseverance. The third one is determination. You, you have to be determined. You have uh, the gumption of seeing your project through to completion. You have to be determined that whatever it is that your your business is and whatever project that you're working on, you have, to, you have to be determined to see it through completion. Number four is you have to have a cur- curiosity, that childlike wonderment and asking tons of questions. It's asking the question, what if? And turning the whys into why not. You, you have to have that wonderment, that excitement of, wow, what are the possibilities? In a lot of ways, an entrepreneur is someone who's very optimistic. What are the possibilities? Like a child is very optimistic and they're excited and they get excited over the little things. And I think that's a part of the psychology of a successful entrepreneur. Number five is creativity. Creativity, it's turning nothing into something truly amazing. You have to be creative. Not perfect, but creative. Can you take an idea and make it into something that's more than just an idea and make it into something that helps other people? And that, my friend, is being creative. Number six is a heart to help. A heart to help. People come first. Money, perhaps, will come later. No guarantee about the money. But if your passion is to help people first, you will be successful. It has to be. If you put money first and you don't make the money, you're going to give up. So you've got to put your number one priority as an entrepreneur, the successful entrepreneur, is to help people first. And then lastly, number seven is vision. Vision is following their dream no matter what. 
no matter what the naysayers are or what they say, that you don't get off course. You have a vision and you're going to do it no matter what happens. That is a, the mind of a successful entrepreneur. And so these seven traits are what I have found that contributes to the psychology of a successful entrepreneur. I have come to realize that being successful is not really how much you make as it is of who you help. It's not about how many raving fans you can obtain. It's not how well-known you can become in your niche or field. It's about who you're helping. It all boils down to who you are as a human being. What makes you, you? And if you can harness what makes you unique, not better, but unique, you will be successful. It's not about being better than other people. It's not about being better than that other person that's doing maybe the similar thing as you. It's about being unique. It's about being you. So never measure your success by comparing yourself with others. So don't expect that you'll become the next Henry Ford or the next Steve Jobs. You might become the next big thing. But if you expect to be like them, you will fail. If you have great and grand expectations that you're going to be very highly successful as far as your money and your visibility and all these fans that you have at the very beginning, if that's your expectation, you will fail and you will give up and you will feel like a failure. The psychology of a successful entrepreneur is understanding who you are and what makes you tick. It's understanding what your dreams are. It's knowing who you want to help and why, period. And I believe that this is what successful entrepreneurs figured out. I believe those who are doing this full-time and they're doing it very well are the ones that figured out who they were as a person, use that uniqueness to help other people. And once the other people figured out who they were and understood them and connected with them, they become successful. They figured out who they were, they figured out their weaknesses, and then they capitalized on it. They didn't pretend to be someone they were not. And that is, I think is the secret of the psychology of a successful entrepreneur. Know who you are and know your purpose for what you're doing. And hopefully that purpose is to help people, people before money, always. And that my friend is the secret of being a successful entrepreneur. So this episode was really not about how to become an entrepreneur or what you need to do to become an entrepreneur, but rather the kind of mindset you need to have to be a successful entrepreneur. You are uniquely you, and you have a lot to offer others. Now, you may need to work on your mindset, right? So you might be struggling with certain things. You might have some weaknesses. You might be struggling with fear, or have anxiety, or shame, or you're embarrassed for some reason, or you're very prideful, 
or self-doubt. And those become your enemies. Those become the obstacles. And it's like climbing a mountain, right? So for those who climb mountains and they do it for a hobby and there are people all around them, they say, why in the world would you climb a mountain? It's just a mountain. Hardly anybody does it. Why would you want to go to the top of the mountain? Well, not everyone understands the mind of a mountain man (laughs) or a mountain person who likes to climb mountains. It's part of the journey. It's getting to the top and looking out at the beauty. It's realizing that not many people make it that far. And to be an entrepreneur, a successful one, it's a lot like climbing a mountain. Not many people make it to the top, but once you're there, it is awesome. But the journey to get there can be long. It could be hard and everything's against you. And you're going to come time. There's going to come a time in your life that you're going to want to give up and go back down and then perhaps never climb a mountain again. So being a successful entrepreneur is a lot like climbing that mountain. There will be things against you that you need to work through, but you have to know why, what is your purpose of becoming an entrepreneur in the first place? And I hope it's not to make money. I hope it's to help other people first. Money more than likely will come later. But don't make that your sole purpose. I want you to help people. So it really doesn't matter where you are on the entrepreneurship spectrum. If you're just thinking about it or you're an advanced pro, you and I and all the successful, very well-known, very popular entrepreneurs are all human beings with real emotions. That is what ties us all together. And quite frankly, that's what draws us to other people. That's what connects us is that uniqueness, that personality, the person to person relationship. And so my question is, what do you need to work on with your psychology or your mindset as an entrepreneur? What is it that you need to work in your own mind? What is it that you need to, uh, to do to keep going and learn from others and not to give up and not listen to the naysayers, not give in to your self-doubt? My encouragement to you would be to think through those seven traits of tenacity, perseverance, determination, curiosity, creative, creativity, and a heart to help and a vision that you'll find other virtual mentors that you can learn from and to be encouraged by. Because it can be a very lonely road, my friend, the entrepreneurship world. You understand that. You get it. I would encourage you to go back in in sometime today, maybe, to look up Michael Hyatt, to look up John Lee Dumas, to look up Chris Ducker, look up Pat Flynn. And I think you'll be encouraged by what they have to offer. And I think you'll feel like that maybe one of them or all of them can be your virtual mentors as well. Well, I'm going to let you go. I want to encourage you to keep going. I appreciate you listening. And uh, as always, when you have time, I will love to hear from you. 
if you could just give me a shout out sometime, I know you might be driving right now. You might be working out. You might be somewhere where you can't get to the phone. Uh, that's okay. Or get online. That's okay. But if, even if you just go, uh, go to Google and just Google my name, John Cordray, I'll pop up. You'll see me. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on a lot of social media. Uh, you can go to my website at johncordray.com. Uh, but my goal for my podcast, really even for my private practice, has always been to help people. And it's not an easy road. But when I, the one thing that I have learned, when I come across something that's kind of a roadblock, maybe I'm getting, I get discouraged, I remind myself why I'm doing this in the first place, and that is to help people. And that's probably the most that were the biggest motivator that I can think of if I can help people. And when I hear feedback from people and they say, Hey, I've listened to your episode on anxiety, or I listened to your episode on, on depression or, and they, they reach out to me and they say, wow, it made a huge difference. That blows me away. That keeps me going. So I need your feedback. I would love to hear from you. And if you're listening to this and, uh, I would encourage you if you have an iPhone to go to iTunes, or if you have an Android, go to Stitcher radio. Those are the two main places where my podcast is. And if you could just leave me a star rating and, and maybe a review, that would mean a lot to me. Now, obviously you don't have to, I'll never know if you did or didn't, uh, it could be completely anonymous. Uh, but I love hearing back. I want to hear, do I need to talk about different topics? Uh, that's what I want to know. So if you can do that, do that, uh, do me a favor and do that. That'd be great. I do appreciate you no matter where you're from. Uh, I know there's people all over the world that listen to this. That's awesome. And, uh, I know that, uh, being an entrepreneur is not easy and I don't want you to feel like you're alone. And find somebody, find somewhere that you can connect with. And maybe even listen to this episode again. Or maybe you have somebody in mind that might be encouraged by this episode. Send it to them. You can share it to them. That'd be great. Either way, I I do want to encourage you. I'm going to let you go now. But thanks again for listening and tuning in. And I will see you next time. And uh, have a great rest of the day, my friend. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.